Vituity is making healthcare delivery responsive, accessible, and equitable by bringing care to the patient. Join Vituity in our commitment to delivering health in place. Learn more at vituity.com. This is Alan Condon with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Duke Anderson, President Emeritus of Hillsdale Hospital in Michigan. Duke, before we dive into our discussion today, I'd love to turn the floor over to you to hear a little bit, what, a little bit about what you've been up to and your background as well. Well, just in terms of a little introduction to myself, I'm Duke Anderson, and I've been the President Emeritus at Hillsdale Hospital. It's a hospital in rural southern Michigan for the last two years. And prior to that, I was the president and CEO at Hillsdale for 13 years. Fantastic. Well, thanks so much again for joining us. I'm excited to kind of pick your brains a little bit today. So, Duke, can you tell us what are the issues that you're spending most of your time on today? Of course, as president emeritus of Hillsdale Hospital. Well, in my role as president emeritus, uh, I've got a couple of roles. One is I'm the advisor to the current and my successor, president CEO, Mr. J.J. Hodshire. Also, I uh, do a range of special projects, but what, am I, what are the issues that we're all spending the most time today? I guess it's just basically preserving and enhancing a corporate culture that is both productive and trustworthy. So that really breaks it down into several things. One, the financial challenges that we're still facing are just absolutely severe. As we all know, we went through uh, COVID. Uh, now we come into an environment with higher overall costs due to staffing, pharmaceuticals, and medical supplies. Got lower volume still due to COVID and post-COVID. At the same time, we have reimbursements from insurance carriers that are either flat or certainly inadequate to meet the rising costs. Yeah, picking up on a couple of things that you mentioned there, obviously it's been a real challenging financial year for, for hospitals and health systems across the country with margin shrinking, like you said, in terms of rising inflation being an issue, declining patient volumes, increasing labor costs. But what advice do you have for hospitals or health systems out there, you know, struggling to navigate the many challenges of today and then what should they be preparing for next year? Well, I think uh, our experience is this, and it's uh, and it really is we've had to uh, really adapt to a changing environment for decades here. I think rural hospitals kind of get a taste of bad times before anybody else. And so my advice to both uh, hospitals and health systems, uh, that management's just going to have to be per- have a persistent drive to focus on anything they can in terms of the revenue cycle opportunities. And yes, that means endless meetings, endless research, and endless internal changes and adjustments. Uh, you can't leave anything on the table. If you think things are just going to turn around and go back to the so-called good old days, they're just not going to do that. Yeah, I mean, are there any are there any potential opportunities to, to kind of boost revenue or cook costs that are maybe unique to some rural hospitals today? Well, uh, one of the things that we have... Uh, done for a long period of time is when we have the opportunities and really goes to I think one of the key things for the future uh, is that we really have to pay more attention to our human resources practices and our capabilities due to this changing environment. Uh, We've all witnessed high turnover rates across our industry. Uh, Healthcare workers have now more choices in a rural community from registered nurses to housekeeping staff. You know, the big challenge is how do we get the competent staff to deal with not just 
these problems we have today with financing and the like, but how are we going to build an organization that's going to be sustainable into the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously to pick up on what you mentioned, obviously you've seen the, the rising cost of labor really across the healthcare industry, uh, a huge, huge challenge for many hospitals, I assume for yourself as well. Is, is there anything... Is there anything Hillsdale Hospital is, has done or is doing in terms of really kind of making sure they're recruiting the right people and also retaining them as well? Well, one of the things you uh, find in a rural hospital is your best employees for the long haul are going to be people who are very comfortable in a rural setting. And so uh, when Hillsdale or other rural hospitals attempt to go into suburban or urban areas to recruit, Uh, key staff, it's very problematic because coming with a rural hospital comes with a rural community. It's a different, it's a whole different uh, environment and culture from uh, suburban and rural, I mean, in urban areas. Who would would your biggest competitors be from a rural hospital standpoint in terms of staffing? Do you kind of find challenges with some of these big box stores, your your Walmart, your CVS Health, et cetera? Or who are the biggest challengers for for your hospital in terms of staffing specifically? Well, if we look at uh, the healthcare professions, it's probably going to be your bigger uh, systems. But the real lure in the bigger systems that we've seen in the past and it can be a short term uh, adjustment is that when they offer huge bonuses that we certainly cannot compete with. And if you have a staff member uh, that's having some financial issues and can find that very attractive. So they may pick up and leave. But one of the things we have learned, uh, both with uh, being staff being lured away by uh, systems as well as the, you know, the whole traveler situation is you need to be open to uh, rehiring people. You know, they go off and that's disappointing. You may have made a heavy investment in that person but if they're and they leave, but if they truly are a good employee and they want to come back, you need to consider bringing them back. As, as, to pick up on what you mentioned, in terms of travel nurses, temporary labor, is this something that Hillsdale Hospital has taken advantage of over the last couple of years and and going forward, is that something, obviously, in terms of cost, it's a, it's particularly particularly challenging to keep those types of labor positions on the books when uh, when they cost so much? Well, it's, it's just been a reality. One, we had a wave of uh, other providers luring staff away with big bonuses because they were meeting, trying to meet shortfalls. And then the whole mm-hmm. marketplace for traveling nurses just exploded. And so it's a real predicament. And many, as you are certainly aware, many systems and hospitals had to really cut back on both their uh, surgical procedures as well as staffing nursing floors just out of, out of uh, pure necessity and not having the staff. Now, the good news is uh, traditionally we've had lower turnover rates. And while our turnover rates seem to go up during COVID, they've now subsided. Uh, nurse, the nurse travelers put a heavy financial burden on us as well as anybody else, but that burden is lessening now. Yeah, well, great, great to hear some of that positive news coming out of Hillsdale Hospital for sure. Uh, Duke, when you're thinking about the next couple of years, what, specifically around investments, around growth, is there anything that you're particularly focused on, or have investments and growth taken a little bit of a backseat due to obviously the the the, the seismic financial challenges that many are experiencing today? 
Well, I would think if you're thinking about the investments and growth, let's just talk about the growth strategy. The growth strategy and what's great over time and with technology and to be able to analyze the service area that we do have, uh, we look at both our outpatient and inpatient services. Uh, the good news right off the bat for us, our outpatient market share is quite good. And frankly, we think that's due to two things. One is the convenience that we can provide, but also we have some very excellent top-notch uh, performers in our outpatient services. Inpatient market share, a little more problematic because we do have competitors for different, different things uh, because of uh, the systems, and they're wanting to really go for this more higher-end marketplace. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you combat that? Where what are the investments you need? Uh, it goes back that you just need across the line. You need top-notch people doing the work at your facility. Uh, one thing we do uh, in rural hospitals, we sometimes get a bum rap that uh, systems are, some, are just by definition a better provider of care for inpatient services just because they're larger and they have their res more resource-rich. Uh, resource but you really have to look beneath that hood to accurately assess whether this is, you know, this is true or it's just a myth in terms of the quality of care that you would get. Absolutely. Uh, Duke, what, from an outpatient standpoint, what, what, what is the, the top service line um, do you have at Hillsdale Hospital? And how do you plan on, on capitalizing on what's working well in terms of that, those service lines? On the outpatient side? Yes. Outpatient side, one is we've... Uh, certainly gotten more involved in community primary care, uh, offering uh, more entryways into our system for primary care, um, both with physicians as well as uh, advanced practice practitioners. One thing you'll find uh, a lot of in rural areas, and you're seeing it more everywhere else, is just the utilization of nurse practitioners and physician's assistants under the general direction of a, a physician, a medical director. And this is one of the ways we have traditionally uh, bridged the gap in terms of primary care demand and supply. Got it, really interesting. Uh, one question, if you wouldn't mind hearing me with this one, obviously we're seeing across the spectrum, whether it's a rural hospital or a suburban, urban, this kind of slow, steady migration from, from, from inpatient procedures to outpatient procedures, what, when you looked five, ten years down the line, have you got any insight or any any guess, per se, in terms of what the inpatient environment will actually look like as so many of these procedures move to outpatient settings? Well, I can uh, just give you a sort of a, a rough sketch of what I've witnessed in terms of my time as the CEO and then moving on to President Emeritus. When I uh, got the position in 2007 of CEO, it was a mix of 50% inpatient, 50% outpatient. As we well know, they were predicting that it was going to uh, change dramatically in rural areas especially. And so when I moved on to President Emeritus, the mix was more 20% inpatient and 80% outpatient. The dilemma for us is this, is uh, there are things you could do if you had very little inpatient but we anticipate we will continue to have inpatient services. And so uh, for us, it's really, we need to figure out the most effective and efficient way of delivering those services uh, indefinitely. We're not in the position of 
having one or two admits a day into our facility, uh, we have much more than that. So we still have to figure out how we can provide this on a, on a very uh, high level. So it sounds like obviously there's great growth opportunities in terms of the outpatient area, but of course, inpatient care will always be needed for patients, no matter what. Correct. And finally, Duke, to round out our discussion today, it's really been fascinating to pick your brains. I'd love to hear when you look, when you survey the healthcare spectrum today, is there anything you're particularly excited about for the future? Well, what I'm particularly excited about is the technologies that have been. Uh, implemented into hospitals as well as the community. Uh, this whole business of patient monitoring the home is very exciting. And for rural areas, uh, I'm very excited that as broadband services become more uh, common and stable and consistent, then that really makes it more of a level playing field for a place like Hillsdale Hospital that can offer a range of inpatient outpatient services as efficiently and as effective as anybody else. Fantastic. Duke, it's been a real pleasure speaking to you today, and I thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you.